A few weeks ago, I was informed that part of my job would now include recording podcasts. And those of you who know me already understand the first thing I did when I got this news was say, Hey Google, what in the world is a podcast? So now that I know what a podcast is, I'm ready to go. I also drew the short straw, so I will be leading off the podcasting endeavor uh, after I record a mini-series, then Jordan will do a series, or Pastor will do a series, and we'll just kind of rotate that way as we record these podcasts. But something else I found out about podcasting is that podcasts are produced by experts in a certain field. Uh, and that makes sense. You have a wealth of experience and knowledge in a certain field, and then you're qualified to pass that knowledge on to somebody else or anybody else who wants to hear what you have to say. The problem with me is that I am not an expert in any field, so I'm already behind the, uh, the power curve in a significant way. So to make up for my deficiencies, I decided to change the rules a little bit. Uh, instead of speaking on a topic that I'm an expert in, I'll be speaking on topics that I want to become an expert in. And so there are topics that I will need to become well-versed in, hopefully prior to entering the Navy. And those are topics that I will focus on. And some of these tend to be very difficult topics for us to have to wrestle with. Uh, think about what my constituency in the Navy is going to be. It's going to be young men and women, 18 to 25 years old, still in very formative times in their lives. Uh, they're outside the home, they're on their own, and they are bridging connections between truth and reality applications of that truth, uh, between morality and what is legal or illegal. They're developing their own code of ethics and rooting that in their own developing worldview. So what kind of issues are they dealing with? Uh, what kind of issues do I as their chaplain, as a kind of spiritual leader to them, as a, as a life mentor to many of them, what do I need to prepare myself for? And there are a few topics that will be more unique to my audience. Uh, questions revolving around killing uh, versus murder. Is there a justified, honorable way of killing another human? And is that something that I can do as an 18-year-old? You know, questions like that. So there are a few questions that will be, uh, again, unique to my future audience. But by far, the issues that they will be wrestling with are the same issues that you and I wrestle with. Uh, that society is wrestling with or just waging all-out war against. Uh, let me give you an example, and it is actually the topic that I will begin with in my first podcast mini-series. Right now, the world has no idea what a human is. Absolutely no idea. Uh, there are so many questions that are surfacing, especially recently, along the lines of gender and marriage. Uh, they all relate to humanity in some way, and God's design for humanity. And the world has no idea what in the world a human is, what our purpose in life is. When we look at Genesis 1, uh, 2, 3, Psalm 8, Psalm 139, Romans 1, we have very clear presentations of truth from God on what his thoughts are and his intents are for humanity. He created two sexes, male and female. He created them in his own image, after his own likeness. He created them with a hierarchy of creation. He created humans for a specific purpose. The Bible is very clear on what a human is. But God says in Romans 1 that when humanity replaces truth of the Creator 
with worship of the creation. There is no end to the perversion of man's concept of humanity, and those perversions are manifested in issue after issue after issue as it relates to purpose, as it relates to sexuality, as it relates to racism, as it relates to when life begins and when life ends, uh, i.e. abortion, euthanasia, mercy killing, uh, assisted killings, things like that. All of those topics stem from confusion on the question of what is a human. Some of these topics I have, I am, or I will be addressing with the teens. And my, my goal going in with them is not to work through every perversion of humanity or sexuality one by one and identify the counterfeit truth within each. Rather, I'm going to take a, a page from the FBI's playbook. Years ago, when money counterfeiting was becoming an increasing problem in the nation, the FBI assigned agents to studying the counterfeits that were being produced so that, that while they were on the streets, they could easily identify these counterfeit currencies that were in production by counterfeiters. And that probably would have been a stellar strategy if there had only been a handful of counterfeits being produced. But there were scores, possibly hundreds of counterfeiters hard at work. And the FBI agents could not keep up with all these counterfeits that, had, that they had to learn. So finally, they changed their strategy. They figured out that there are too many counterfeiters uh, to have to learn all their strategies and their counterfeit currencies. So let's just focus our agents on learning the genuine nature of the U.S. Mint currency. And if they know what the real looks like and feels like and sounds like when it's crinkled and how it smells and how it tastes, they will by default be able to identify the counterfeit in an instant. That's the same approach I want to take when dealing with humanity in these podcasts. My desire is to show you from Scripture what God says about the humanity He created. I don't have the decades of time that it would take to teach you all the counterfeits of sexuality. But I do have time to teach you biblical marriage. And from there, you can determine for yourself what is counterfeit and why. I don't have to explain the 70 plus genders that are in circulation today. I don't have time to focus on what it means to be transgender, bi-gender, ah-gender, gender variant, intersexual, uh, gender queer, gender fluid, and the list goes on and on and on. But I can show you from God's truth his intentions behind creating male and female in his image after his likeness. From there, you will be able to identify counterfeit sexuality and expression. With that being said, let me give you a brief introduction into our first topic of what is a human and highlight some reasons why this question must be answered with biblical truth. On New Ideals website, they have an article entitled Finding Morality and Happiness Without God. And the opening sentence of that article reads this way. Because reason is how we understand and deal with reality, a proper approach to morality will teach us how to follow reason on principle, without any concession to unexamined feelings or to faith. It will teach us what it means to be purposeful and to hold our own happiness as our most sacred 
purpose. Yes, our happiness as our most sacred purpose. Notice the author puts a premium on reason. Reason is, is how we deal with reality. We follow reason apart from feelings and apart from faith. So in, in conversations about secular morality, empiricism, materialism, naturalism, rationalism, all of these things were faced with reason as the foundation for the belief system or for that worldview. Now, is reason important to our worldview as believers? Absolutely. With reason and observation, we are able to assimilate history and evidences and facts into usable data. And although we hold to faith in God's truth as the premise for what we believe, we do so with reason as part of the equation, or else our faith very quickly turns to blind faith. The Apostle John stated that he recorded 21 chapters of facts in his gospel so that it would lead his readers to saving faith. And what God says, or what John says in John 20, verse 30 and 31, Now Jesus did many other signs in the presence of the disciples, which are not written in this book. But all these things that I have written to you are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Our faith is not blind, but rather it is reasonable. It is based on the facts of the life, the death, the resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God. Uh, Peter tells believers to be ready to give an answer concerning our eternal hope when someone asks. In, in 1 Peter 3.15, he says, But in your hearts honor Christ, the Lord, as holy, always being prepared to make a defense to anyone who asks you for a reason of the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and respect. And I have to think that what Peter has in mind is so much more than just, oh, I have faith, or I have faith in faith, whatever that means. As believers, we need to be very careful to monitor reason and not to exalt it above its rightful place. But at the same time, ours should not be a blind faith. Now, we're going to see, especially in the next episodes, how secularism and postmodern thinking have elevated reason as the foundation of their systems. I have personally chosen to elevate the Word of God as the foundation piece for my worldview. So the Bible will be the source of truth for my teaching, but I'll not be teaching apart from reason. My hope is that this first series of podcasts on defining humanity helps you in your pursuit of truth as you become more like Jesus every day. And we'll pick up right there next time.